This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. For IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted this week to be joined, fresh off uh, a fantastic win over the weekend at Fight Camp, Mr. Joshua Buatzi. Welcome, yes, Thanks for having me, man. What's happening? All good. Also joined by IFL TV's Andrew McGart and also Reza Ban. Um, Josh, welcome, okay. Josh, to the weekend. Yeah. Great fight, mate. Appreciate that. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Um, well, we obviously spoke um, quite late on Saturday night after your fight, but had a couple of days now to reflect on um, a tough fight. A tough fight. He was uh, he was game, Belotniks. I think we all uh, agree with that, but. Have you had a chance to watch it? What's your reflection now on the fight, Josh? Yeah, Kuga, I've watched it and um, I got the win. Like, you know, that's the aim to always get the win. Um, he was good. He was competitive. He was tough. I hit him with some very clean shots during, as the fight went on, I hit him with some very clean shots that he took well. And the shot that actually ended the fight, I thought to myself, that's strange because I hit him with harder shots prior to that. But look, we were in the other half of the fight in the deeper rounds where, you know, he had said he's going to take me into, which he did. But, you know, um, when people say they're going to take you to the deep end, they usually say, oh, we're going to take you to the deep end and then drown you. So for me, it was good that I was in the deep end swimming because I, I knew I could do it, but I hadn't been in that situation before. So it was, it was quite good to be in that situation in a real fight. It happens in sparring, it happens in different scenarios, but it was good for it to happen in a real fight, a very important fight against someone very good. So, yeah, it, it was it was all right, to be fair. When we spoke about it um, a couple of days before the fight, it, on paper, for people that kind of have watched Bolotniks, this seemed to be the perfect fight for you. But after the fight, it definitely seemed like the perfect fight for you at this stage of your career. Um, yeah, I think looking for a few things, Krug. You know, we wanted rounds. 
um, which I've always said I, I, I want to do. Um, I was able to get the rounds. I was able to almost put him away. And then he came back. So it was like, cool. What are you like again after you tried to empty the tank and it didn't work? Do you, is there something inside you that still wants to fight? Do you still have it? Um, and even the two rounds that I tried to take off, he was on to me. I gave him those rounds after watching it. So, um, yeah, not, I, I think I, I got what I actually wanted from the fight. Is it the perfect fight? It's what was presented, you know. Um, one thing, Kook, a lot of people turned down this guy. That's one thing I do know. His team said that to me. His management team said that to me. They said, well, actually, everyone said no. But like I said to you, Kook, when we were given the offer, I said, I said, yeah, man, we'll have it. My trainer said, yeah. I said, I'm cool with it. Um, and we, we went ahead with it. When he won the golden contract, um, my amateur trainer, Mark Gillespie, said straight away, we'll, we'll take this fight next, Josh. Um, it's someone that you can beat. Um, so when it, when it came to fruition and I was offered it, I said, cool, we'll, we'll take the fight. Now this fight's over, and we know, listening to Eddie Hearn, that there's a, a plan in place for you now. And listen, we know boxing's kind of not always predictable and the plan mm. you have now might not be the plan you have in February, but the plan is a route to Dimitri Bivol. Is that what you're going to focus on from now onwards? Nah, Kug, I focus on the next one. I remember I'm boxing again by the end of the year um, and Eddie said, and then the world title. So I'm not even concentrating on that one. Of course, within because it, it's within um, touching distance, we're going to be working to cover that as well, but mainly it's to win the next fight. As you know with boxing, man, today you're the hero, tomorrow you're back to zero. So I have to stay on top of it and not look too ahead. It's to win the next one. But most importantly, the the, the goal now, Kook, is to go on and to work on the mistakes that I did in the last fight. I seen your interview with Eddie, like you said. Give me some Eddie feedback is... on, that, on what I was saying. No, you're right. I think you're right in the sense that <laughs> boxers are always going to look for something to criticise but obviously Eddie's got yeah. a point as well no, no, but, no, but he's got a point Coop. like you know it, I, it was my hardest test or whatever and I boxed I got the win and it was an up and down fight I came out on top and like he said in that moment you have to enjoy it but like you said quite rightly we'll always look for something to criticise because I don't think it was a clean performance because it wasn't you see what I'm saying so um, yeah uh, my aim right now is to have some time off, but to head back straight to the States and to start working on the things that I felt went wrong and what my coach also felt wrong. Um, because let's be real, man, if I'm stepping up these fighters, they're going to capitalise on the mistakes that I made. So I need to um, minimise them and increase what I did good. Because I did some good work, but I need to make it more often. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. There were good things that happened in the fight queue, which I need to do more, but there were also some bad things which I need to do less of. I was going to ask something there, Josh. Um, you said that you don't want to step back. So, in saying that, do you want something in the top 10 or the top 15? Like, we know, like, Callum Johnson, all the UK fighters, Callum Smith's moved up now to light heavyweight and stuff like that. So, are you wanting that bigger name now in the top 15 rather than stepping? You mentioned they're not stepping back. You want to step forward. So, are we looking at a top 10 name, probably? Yeah, Andrew, going to this, Belotniks was, I think he was top top five with three of the boards so that was a good name um, and I think it's definitely a smart option to keep those type of opponents if the next 
one after that, or if we're, like Kuk said, we're heading towards the world title. So it, it wouldn't be beneficial to get someone that isn't like that. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's something I leave the team to deal with. Like I said, for me and Virgil, it's for us to get back together again and start working again, man. Um, like I said, of course, I do want time off because I did two camps back to back. So I'm quite sore um, because after my last fight, I didn't have a lot of time off and I went straight in again. I was sparring like first week I got back into the States. So it was quite non-stop. Um, so yeah, man, I have a few weeks off and then I'll get back into it. But yeah, we, we should be looking at top 15, top 10 opponents. Josh, let me, uh, let me come in there. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about the current light heavyweight mix in the UK, the Arthurs, the Yars, the Johnsons, uh, Craig Richards as well. What are your thoughts on a fighter's mindset? We've seen in the past where we had someone like James DeGale and George Groves, very, very young. They took that fight. They both, well, James lost, but they both ended up becoming world champions. Then we've mm. seen others. We've seen the Khans and the Brooks where people think, let's leave it, let it marinate, let one of them become a world champion. But then later down the line, it becomes political, uh, boxing, politics kicks in. One's got world title. One says you should get less mm. than me. What's your mindset in this um, my mindset is that it would be good for all of us to fight each other. Uh, obviously, I did an interview with Kug again, I think, on fight week, lots of last week. And Kug was saying, you know, someone was stressing that he, they're not sure about me. And Kug was like, but the thing is, the, we, us fighters will fight each other. But in the interview, or when Kug conversated with his mate, he said, there's more to it than that. And you know, Reza, man, there's more to it. Most of us will probably fight each other, but there's more to it. And um, yeah, in the long run, we don't want it to be a story where ah, these guys were from the same country, but they didn't fight each other and this and that. So I think, yeah, we will fight each other. But what I'm not fixed on is concentrating too much on people in England when there's, they're not the only light heavies in the world. If I can fight other light heavies to learn and to keep getting better, I'm going to do it if these ones are going to be easier to make, then I'm going to do it as well. So what I'm not doing is pausing my career or like standing still because of people that are in Britain. You can't do that, man. You have to, there's, there's people out there you can fight. You see what I'm saying? So I think for me now, this is just keep active. I've said that, man. That's what I wanted to do this year. I'm so grateful I've managed to get two in. So I want to get a third one in as well. Josh, I, I will say that now there's a path for you. You will have a fight. And then, like I said, if there's a six-month path for you now, is have a fight and then possibly fight Dimitri Bivol. As, as boxing fans, though, when we hear that that's your path now, which is rightfully so, and you've got to do what's best for your career, the names that you've been linked with, the domestic names, I feel, though, those fights, once you kind of reach there, may never happen. So, <laughs> Callum Johnson, Anthony Yard got to throw in Lyndon Arthur now. He's beaten Anthony Yard. Those kind of guys now, what, Ra what Raz is saying was right, because maybe in three, four years, it makes sense to you at that time. But there's always a risk when you guys haven't fought each other that we don't get to see them fights, which is nothing to do with you because you'll, you'll fight what's put in front of you and it's got to make sense for your career. Well, Coop, I, I think with that, yeah, then it's up to the fighters and the team to make sure that you get yourself in that position like, if, quite rightly, to an extent, if someone's got a belt and a countryman is calling you out and he's not top 10, you can say, actually, why are you calling me out? You're not even top 10 in my governing body. Like, stop calling my name. 
then someone might say, you're right, I'm not top 10, but we're from the same country. There's interest, there's public demand. People want to see it. So you, so there's two ways to it, man. So I think right now we're all in a good mix. I think most of us have got top 10 rankings, right? So I think, I hear what Reza is saying, but if any of us gets a title at the moment, all of us have got top 10 rankings. So we do have the right to say, oh, why don't we get it on? I'm top 10 in your rankings or with X amount governing bodies, I'm top 10. So why, why can't we get it on? Um, and I'm sure when one of us gets it, the other will become mandatory, man. Um, we're, we're not limited. There's about five of us, five or so of us that you're talking about. Um, but I always say to you guys, and I tell you straight, man, I concentrate on myself. You know, the other light heavies, I feel like we're having a, a, a mother's meetings about the other light heavies and I don't really <laughs> care. Like, I'm so fixed on what I'm doing, but Kuk, and, and to you guys, if these fights do come and they can be made, I, I'll be ready. I'll show up, man. I think, Josh, what the thing is, is, We've seen it with Kelbrook and Khan. I think the interest is mm. just depth. Then we've seen it with Joshua and Fury, all the hype we were getting built up. We're like, it's getting, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Two British heavyweights going at it, and then boom, it doesn't happen. So I think me, Razor, and Coogan, we're, we're obviously in the sport talking about the game, but we're also boxing fans. I think selfishly, we're thinking and we're wondering, oh, please, just, just fight Yard, just fight Cam Smith, just fight Cam Johnson. Do you know what I mean? In that, because it makes sense for us as British boxing fans. But like you're saying as well, it needs to make sense because you've got a path. You want to become world champion, and none of these light heavies in Britain are world champions. So you you've got to do what's right for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll be real. There are some British fights that I'm like, damn, like why didn't these lot fight each other? Like I I can only imagine what it would have been like. So for sure, like I'm not gonna lie, you guys are probably looking at the light heavies and thinking this will be a good fight. Like I want to see what's going to happen with these guys if they were ever to fight each other. Um, so, I, listen, the demand being there, I think it's great. I understand it. Um, but as boxers, do we have full control? I, I can say I want to fight this guy, but and he might say I want to fight him too, but it's like, ah, oh, you, you mix with BT, or oh, I, I mix with the zone. How's that going to work? Unless I'm, I'm not saying it's not impossible because um, Felix cash box. Denzel Bentley. There's been a few crossovers, so it, it is possible. Um, but of fights of this magnitude, who will give in? I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, that that situation only really arises when somebody's made mandatory for someone's title. Because, and that them fights don't always materialise. We've seen loads of fighters get mandatories for British titles where it's cross promotions, etc. And I think probably one in every four happens. And that's not down for me, us to say, oh, it's right or wrong. Obviously, promoters want to keep their fighters on their own platform. So we understand that. Um, let me just ask you two questions, Josh. Right? The first one, who would you rather fight out of Yard and Arthur? I'd say instantly I'd say Yard because just the demand has always been there. Um, yeah, the demand's always been there. Then I'd also say Arthur as well, man. Arthur's got a good style. Like, you know, we, we sparred before, but there was, the years ago we were younger, man. I, I think differently to how I, I thought years ago, and, and so does he. Um, yeah, I, I even, I know both of them as well. I, I say cool to them when I see them. Like, I think they're cool guys, but I think just based on the attention on which one you say to me, Yard comes up straight away because we know for years... People were screaming for that fight. 
Um, and then Lyndon Arthur came, did his thing as well. So he's also on the scene. So um, either or, but if due to the public demand knowledge that I think, I would say Yard because I think that's the one that's got more demand. I could be wrong, but yeah, that's what I think. All right, it's interesting you say that because you're saying that that's the fight that would have the most demand, yeah? And I think we'd all agree that you against Yard would do, but Arthur's beaten Yard, so wouldn't your exactly. be, I want to beat the man who's now beaten him? I know, obviously, Yard's lost to Kovalev before that, but what I'm saying is that I didn't know whether your mentality would be, well, I did want to fight Yard, but now let me fight the man that beat him. Yeah, that's, that's again, that's also another spin of it. I could say, yeah, actually... People wanted to see me fight you, but there's another guy on the block that beat you. So I could say that as well. Um, I'm more seeing it as the five, six like heavies that we're all talking about. Either or, any of us will be a good fight. Um, that's how I'm kind of seeing it, that everyone mixing it together would be a good fight. But um, yeah, I, I don't have a favourite and I don't have a personal one. Like I, This thing is not personal to me at all. It's only personal for the 36 minutes that we have to have a go at each other. Other than that, it's never personal, man. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Um, and just my next question, there's a certain super middleweight who's making their light heavyweight debut next month, Callum Smith. You must have thought about that. That's got to be a future fight, isn't it, surely? Um, Smith's never been on my radar, even though I know he was the division below me. And um, moving up now, it's, I think, again, it's all well and good, but I'm not here to say at all who's joined the division again or who's the latest addition or who's this, who's that. Nah, it's a division that I'm in. So I make sure that I, I, I stamp things and, you know, I control things. That's how I see it. Um, I'm not on the lookout for this guy or that guy that could potentially be my division. Nah, I don't do that. And, and I echo it again. I'm very selfish in boxing, man. I, I only think about how I'm going to improve, how I'm going to be the better fighter. I don't put energy towards other fighters at all, unless I know that, oh, Bratzi, in September, this is the guy you're fighting. Then I put energy towards him. If not, then I don't really think about it too much. But again, great addition to the division, man. He unified that super middle. He's even big for a light heavy. Um, but, you know, the competition is competition. So I... It's nothing new. Saying that, the competition at light heavy, especially domestically and at world level for yourself, man, it's, I mean, you're in probably one of the best divisions in terms of, you mentioned all the British fighters, but we've yet to mention Bertie Biev and all that. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, a, it's a good division. It's a tasty division, but it's, it's a dangerous division as well at that world level, isn't it? No, it is, Andrew. Whether you're looking at domestics or international, it's very hard. That's why... I, one thing I said in an interview I did maybe last year or beginning of the year was that having talent is all good, but I feel you have to manage it. Talent is good, man. Anyone can be talented, but I feel managing it is important. And I feel in a division like mine, I'm not, not because I'm a light heavy, but I do think I probably am in the most competitive division. I'm, you know, I'd understand for other boxers to say 
their category is the most competitive, so that's fine. I'm going to talk because I'm a light heavy, so I think it's a very competitive competitive division. Um, but yeah, you have to be managed properly and maneuver yourself properly. Um, the fight I had on the weekend, could I have had a few fights before having it? Maybe, but it happened on Saturday. I got the desired result. Um, and again, we manage myself and we see who's next, man. But yeah, I think it's competitive at all levels now. So mm-hmm. when it's time to fight, it's time to fight, man. Josh, I know you had, this is your second fight now with uh, Verge. Um, obviously, I know you spent back-to-back camps in America, but I know you've spoken highly just generally about Andre Ward and, and Verge uh, in particular in the past to me, but did it exceed your expectation uh, how Verge works and how he analyzes fights and how he is being around and being trained by someone of such a high stature? And I would regard one of the best trainers yeah, of that it, era. Yeah, it, it did wrestle because, you know, I think what the internet allowed me to see of him wasn't a lot. Like, you can't really read too much into it. But when you're going to the gym every day with a guy and you're talking and you're just chilling and you're talking, and even on fight week, like, he might come over and, you know, we'll be chatting and then he he would just switch up and say, okay, cool. So on Saturday, I've been looking at, this is what I think. This will be good. This will work. Or he does this, he does that. It's cool. Like, I'm like, V, perfect. We'll try and execute it. Um, or just you just have a random thought and he would just tell me what it is and I said, okay, cool. And just conversations with him, it, it, it can get as deep as you want. There's so much knowledge that's available for me. So when I'm talking to him, I'm trying to... There's just, just, just so much, you see what I'm saying? So I'm just grateful that... I, I feel I'm at the right place um, with the right teacher and it's for me to learn and obviously to go in and, and, and execute it. Um, and if you watch the fight on the weekend the style of coaching or instruction was very different to what we commonly see. Um, some of the rounds were boxing advice. Sometimes it, it wasn't boxing advice. It was just, you know, we, we know what we're doing at this level. It's just making sure we stay on track with what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, like I, I'm enjoying it. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a good strategy. It's a good partnership. But I think it, it will take me to the top. Um. Just a final one before we let you go, Josh. Talking about people joining the division, um, we might be in a situation soon where if Canelo beats Caleb Plant, that he moves up back up to light heavyweight as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's I don't know when they're going to fight, but um, that's, again, another fight that will move up. Um, and again, it makes it even a deeper division. You see what I'm saying? But like I said, man, I'll make sure I get into the right fights. Not to say that my team's going to put me into fights that they know I'm going to win. Well, if I sign up for a fight, it's because we're like we're confident we're going to beat whoever it is. But it's for me to learn as much as I can, Kuk. And I, again, when, whenever you guys ask, I always say to you, oh, I haven't seen much of my opponent because I always believe that if I keep improving and working on what I need to work in, I'll beat these guys. And... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I try to block myself from everything, man, and, and listen to the people that are around me because you might do something good, but someone's still going to talk. You might do something bad, but someone's still going to talk. So, again, the division's getting deeper and deeper, um, but everyone has to believe they're the one that's going to be the one. So, same energy I got, I believe I'm going to be the one. So, it's for me to stay on it and to just keep boxing and winning. Josh, just quickly before we let you go, um, obviously, you're out of camp now. 
your relaxing bit of downtime. Are you going to make an appearance in Lawrence Okoli's next music video? Oh, <laughs> listen, I'm going to hit Okoli up after this because <laughs> I need a little, a five second, <laughs> a little five second video oh, of myself, man, for sure. For sure, man. But look, I, I'm, I'm happy, you know, the, the weekend went the way it went. Um, like I said, I did two cans back to back, so it's just nice to have a bit of downtime. Um, just like spent time with my family and that. So it's been good so far. I can't complain, man. And and again, I'm I'm excited about fighting again, man. Um, we haven't got a date yet. We haven't got an opponent yet, but I'm excited about fighting again and putting on a show. I don't know if you and Andrew were at the Garden on the weekend, were you? Okay, but I, for for those that weren't there, maybe Ku can support me on this. It was a small, intimate crowd. For me, it felt very intimate and very, like, I don't know, but when you get in the ring and there's people that are close to it, I'm like, it's showtime. My final thoughts before the first bell went is, this ring is tiny. There's a lot of close people. There's a lot of people close to the ring watching me. If I have to have a street fight for 12 rounds, as I was promised, I'm going to have to do it. Before the bell went, I said, it's going to be what it is. If it's 12 rounds on balling, let's go. But... I came out, I felt I boxed a bit, scrapped a bit and got the win. But yeah, man, it, it, I, I'm in good spirits, man. The final weekend was good. The atmosphere was good. Um, and as always, we have to big up Matchroom because when they're putting a show, it's always good, man. And for you guys and the other social media outlets that cover the content and everything. All right. Josh, thank you. Uh, a little bit longer you've given us than uh, we expected, but much appreciated cool, as always. Um, we'll let you get on with the rest of your night. Uh, congratulations again. And listen, yeah, thank you. whatever's next is next. For sure, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice one, bro. Cool. Thank you. Yes, guys. Thank you very much, man. You good? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you very much to Joshua Boetsy, fresh off his uh, war he had with Bolotniks. Guys, let's jump straight into it. Get your fight picks out. Got him. I feel like I'm going to come third here. No way. Yeah. Evil Foster. Right. Oh, Coming in points. Andy first. Right. 20. 20. 20. Yep. Raza? 20. Oh, Kurgan, come on, please. 22. Oh, ah, well done. That's the first. Well done, Kurgan. Flex. <laughs> you, know, well, you know, the mad thing is, before the main event, uh, Boati's fight took place, I was number one, ranked amongst many others, and then Boati was got him out early, well in 11 rounds I thought it was earlier do you know what the top points on it were split on the 28 so I'm getting closer but yeah no cigar this time but yeah, that's uh, only took you four weeks to beat us Coogan oh, that's well impressive alright mate alright mate <laughs> um, can I request that because me and Andy are on level can I still be above him because I'm always in the bottom for some reason when we're on level I'm on board. Me, Andrew Raza <laughs> see um Right, so this week, Andrew is obviously uh, in a hotel. He's about to fly out to Pacquiao and Bugas. Um, yeah, just a word on this. Obviously, we're all gutted that we're not going to get to see uh, a mouth-watering fight in Pacquiao and Errol Spence this week. We wish Errol Spence 
a very speedy recovery. Um, but Pacquiao is still fighting against Ugas, who was originally meant to have bit fought on the undercard anyway. Uh, me personally, I don't mind this fight. Um, it's only because we were talking about the Spence fight, where it's anything other than Spence would have been disappointing. But I think this is a, an interesting fight for uh, for Pacquiao. So, um, guys, have we got our uh, yes ready for this? Okay. Um, three fights this week uh, to choose from. This is an interesting fight. Victor Ortiz against Robert Guerrero. Um, do you know what? Every time I think of Victor Ortiz, I just think of Floyd Mayweather straight away. I can't yeah, think of the other fight apart from what happened in that Mayweather fight. But fair play to Victor Ortiz. He's still knocking about. And uh, this is an interesting fight. Obviously, two former Floyd Mayweather opponents. Raza? Yeah, you know, Victor, I was at his fight when he fought Maidana in America, right? And that was a, a, an unbelievable fight. Um, but he was so talented. But I think the latter part of his career, the focus in boxing just went. He's got six losses. Um, I expected so much from his career. So the reality is he hasn't fought for three and a half years. The last time he fought was Devin Alexandra, I believe. And that was a draw as well. Uh, and Devin's gone on to have three losses himself. So Guerrero, again... Six losses as well, hasn't fought for two years. And I think, basically, whoever loses is going to have to look and think twice about whether they carry on in the sport. But it's an interesting fight. I can't even call it because they've both just been out so long. Yeah, they have been. And like I said to you, I mean, they're both fights we're talking about with Floyd Mayweather were so many years ago. I mean, the Guerrero fight was back in 2013 or something. Mm. So it is an interesting well, fight. But... Before that. What's that? Ortiz fought Mayweather before Guerrero, didn't he? So that was long like 2012 Ortiz one was yeah before then so um, Andrew you looking forward to going over there definitely man like I've never seen Pacquiao fight live I've uh, never spoke to Pacquiao he's probably and I, I think I saw a podcast when you said that that's one fighter that's eluded you Coogan so it has um, I'll be more than happy, by the way, for you to, to, to get him mate you know what I mean no, me, me too so I was, I'm gutted about the Spence fight because um, but Ugas I mean it's Pacquiao to win his belt back that got taken off a minute so there's that little bit behind it as well and Ugas is no mug split decision loss against Ron Porter so I mean it's still a good fight but I'm going to go for the centre I think the centre is going to do it um, okay well on fight pick let me just get it back up fight I, pick. I, I, I didn't sit in the fence here it doesn't matter does it <laughs> well I don't know you're the one going out there mate <laughs> um, Mark McSayo, uh 22 and 0 uh, up and coming you can call featherweight it featherweight division oh. as well so he's in that featherweight division with Kid Galahad Josh Warren tough division but yeah I suppose Julio Cesar a little bit more experienced uh, mm. give him a good run out Andy I suppose he will I think so but I, I think Mark's going to do it like I, th I just think with his aggression and stuff like that he's he, he, he's just a little bit more busy I've seen I watched a little bit of him on YouTube just to get my bearings every time I go away I like to just get my bearings on who's on the undercut I've not seen much of them because some of these American trips you get some American fighters or foreign fighters that you, you might not have heard of here in the UK so I like to watch and go and box wreck and stuff like that so I just think with his punch selection he, he's, he can punch hard as well so um, 
I can't see anything other than that. And it's an interesting fight because I, I was looking at his, some of YouTube saying I would love to see him with Josh Warrington. Just I think them two would just go There's after so him. many fights in that. There's so many fights <laughs> in that division that you literally, from here as well, from a domestic point mm -hmm. of view and also on the world stage as well. So, um, make your picks for that. And then obviously, yes, Pacquiao and uh, Ugas. I'm interested. Okay, that's kind of accept. Um, do you know what? I'm changing my mind about that method of win. What, the Pacquiao one? Yeah. Right. Entered. Done. I'm stuck on the Guerrero Ortiz one. <laughs> um, guys, make sure you download Fight Picks available on Android and iOS. You've got to be over 18. Thank you. To play, uh, play responsibly and check terms and conditions, which are listed in the description of this video. Um, Andy, you are off to Las Vegas uh, mm. for the Packer fight, as we've said multiple times here. Yep. And then you're on to um, the big one next week as well. I can't wait for that one. I can't wait for Monday's call on that one. Jake Paul against Tyrone Woodley. Obviously, Ty Tommy Fury, not Tyson Fury. Tommy Fury <laughs> on the bill alongside uh, Daniel Dubois as well. So you're going to have an interesting week there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've not done much of these. I think it's going to be my first YouTube crossover type show. So uh, looking forward to it. Might get myself You're the only one that can travel out there from all of us at the moment, so hopefully. I'm going to get myself, Coogan, if I end up getting myself a fight, then I might have to take an IAS from IFL to fight someday in the YouTube world. Yeah, we'll bring that up in next week's episode. Uh, <laughs> guys, listen, we'll catch up next week. Obviously, you'll be in America, Andy, so we'll have to work out a suitable time uh, to reflect on Pacquiao and Ugas. Uh, Raza, Andy, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to Joshua Boazzi, who gave us probably about 15 or 20 minutes of his time today. So much appreciated. Download Fight Picks. Everybody is playing it. Literally everybody is talking about it in boxing. So make sure you do it. Mm -hmm. And add me, as always, Andrew underscore IFL. Raz underscore IFL, add me. I've got like 200 people adding me randomly, Andy. See? Works. Guys, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.